There's a little thing underneath your seat that you can put that cup or just put it under your seat and we'll get them later. Amen. Children's church is, uh, can be dismissed now. We like to have the kids in here when we do all this because we can see it. That's fun. I'll give them a second here. Normally I have a video that I'm going to put up, but, but today we didn't have any video. We had a lot of stuff going on this morning. I love that. I love it when it's a busy morning because God's good. God's good. So... So last year, we read through our Bible, and several of you have committed to reading through your Bible again this year, and, and, and we have some one-year Bibles in the back that give you a, an Old Testament, a, a New Testament, a Psalm, and a Proverbs. And when you get done, you've pretty much read through Psalms twice, um, and you've read through Proverbs, and, and then, of course, you've read the New and the Old Testament, and how it works out. And we did that as a church, and that was one of, one of my... My goals last year is getting us reading our word, reading the word of God. It's, it's, it's hard to know what God says if you're not in it, right? And that's what we did. And, and, and I also committed that we, I, would, I would preach out of something you had read that week. And I remember when I first started doing it, I thought, oh, Lord, how am I going to do this? And, but I didn't have a problem that I thought I was going to have. It was picking which one I needed to preach out of. That was the harder part, right? Well, and as we got to the end of the um, end of the year, um, we got into the book of Malachi, and because of the different things that were going on, I didn't get to read uh, and preach out of some stuff that I wanted to, and so I've, I've waited, and, and in the, um, I've been here from, with you guys now since October, September, probably September of, of 17 is when I was with you, so last year is my full year as a pastor with you, and, and have I ever preached on giving? I know everybody, everybody's got a little worried, and it's not going to be what you think. That's okay. So, but we're going to preach. I want to talk about the heart. And, and I've mentioned the heart now. We've preached on different aspects about the heart a whole bunch as we've gone into this. And, and it, it's been really, really kind of crazy, but I want, to talk about, I want to talk about giving and what that really means. What does it mean to give? And, and how does that work onto it? See, when I said that I'm going to preach on giving, I'm not going to make you raise your hand and rat yourself out, but how many of you immediately thought money? I guarantee several did. You know, usually that's when the seat gets hot and you start getting uncomfortable, you know. The wallet, the wallet sinks farther in, you know, all those kind of things. And that's what happens on it. And, you know, other people are like, oh, no, the pastor's going to start talking about money. And, and that's kind of where we're at. But, but it, some, some of us say that, you know, I'm going to start giving when my, finance, when my finances get right. When I can get in that financial place, I'll start giving, I promise. And, and it doesn't matter how much finances you have if your heart is bankrupt. I want you to hold that for a second. It doesn't matter how much finances you have if your heart is bankrupt. Why is it that you have millionaires, people that have anything, they could buy whatever they want, they have the house of your dreams, the cars of your dreams, they're driving exotic sports cars and everything, but yet they could commit suicide. It's because their heart 
is bankrupt. They have a heart problem. That's the problem. It wasn't a money problem. They had all the money they can get, right? But they had a heart problem. And that's what I really want to kind of talk about the heart and we get into there. If you don't get anything else I say today, I want you to hear this. I don't want you to have a blessed wallet. I want you to have a blessed life. Because I know your wallet, it's funny, sometimes that wallet's attached to your heart. Have you noticed that? But I don't want you just to have a, I don't want the blessed wallet, I want your life to change. That's what I really want. I don't care, Christ doesn't care about your money, he cares about your life. Jesus said that I came that you might have life. I didn't hear you. Jesus said that you might have life. He says, he goes, I came that you might have life. Not only that, it's John 10, 10, that you'll have it to the full. He wants you to have a full life. That's what he's talking about. He says, I came that you might have life. And that's what I'm talking about when we, when we look at the scripture that we're going to here today. He wants us to live our life to the full. See, it's all about the heart. You know, God knows if he gets your heart right, the rest of your life starts pulling together and different things start happening and he starts opening up other doors. And I'll get into a lot more of that as we get on to it. It's all about the heart. See, giving's easy when your heart's right. Giving's easy when your heart's right. So giving is about the heart. I'm going to show you something that you never, you've never seen. I'm going to bring out some scripture that, that has traditionally been used a certain way, and I want to show you something different from it. So if you have your Bible with you, so I'm also going to put it up on screen. We've had some PowerPoint things going on lately. It's probably me. But um, if you have your Bible, if you go to Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, It says, do not judge, or you will be judged. For the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? I got a question for you. Did you hear me say anything about money? Did I mention money one time in that... That whole thing. Did I ever mention money? I didn't. I'm going to, here in a second, I'm going to bring you to the book of Luke, and I'm going to show you a parallel verse that goes along with this verse. And, and I want to show you how, how they kind of go together, and you're going to hear it. Because the reason why I wanted to show you this one, because the next verse I'm going to show you is one that's traditionally used a lot of times for tithing. It's been used for tithing. On, and I want you to see that. But I want you to do something. We're going we're gonna to do a little, a little uh, Simon Says almost. I'm going to say something. I want you to repeat it, okay? I want, you to, I want you to do this with me today. Judge not, and you will not be judged. I'm about to give coffee to the class here. I want to hear you. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Hello. I like it. With the measure you use, it'll be measured into you. 
I mean, you guys are good. I like you. I like you. And, and, and I'm going to, this next one, I'm going to take you into Luke, and I want you, we're going to read the first three verses, but we're going to really focus on the first and the last on it, and you'll see why on it. So in Luke chapter 6, in verses 37 to 38, it says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured out into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured into you. Now, how many of you heard that about money? If you give, if you give money, God is going to take that. He's going to press it down. He's going to shake it together. He's going to give it back to you overflowing in your lap. So open up your wallets and give, and he was going to give back to you. You heard that before, haven't you? I'm not going to do that to you today. I'm not going to do that to you today. But, but again, but I want you to question. In the, in the first passages that I read, did you hear the word money in it? In the second passages that I read you out of Luke, did you hear money in it? It was never mentioned. But that's what we do is we, we go into these verses and sometimes we apply. I want to show you a bigger principle this morning. I want to show you something a lot bigger in picture than just that. I think that I think we're missing a portion of God's heart in this. I think that we're missing the fact that we're we're putting this in. As soon as I start saying that that we're going to talk about giving, there's people in this building right now that completely shut down. They turned me off and they said, "I already knew. That's why I don't want to go to church. They just want my money." God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. That's what he wants. He wants your heart. Giving is so much more than just your finances. Pastor, pastor, I'm going to start giving. You know, I've got a few more things I need to do, but I've got to get my finances right first. Once I get my finances right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to open it up and give it. But I've got to get this done first. And God will bless that. I know it. But that's not what he's talking about here. I truly believe that, that giving and money have become the same thing. As soon as I say giving, you guys think money and that's it. They're not the same thing. Giving is so much more than what that is. A pastor was asked, they were getting interviewed, and he says, this, this people were asking, he said, Pastor, I want to ask you a question. He says, I want, how often do you preach on giving? He says, every week. What? Yeah, he goes, I preach on it every week. He goes, you preach on giving every week. He goes, oh, I think you might misunderstand. Your question you're asking is, how often do you preach on tithing? See, I preach on giving every week because I can't preach about grace without talking about giving because God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe on him will not perish. See, I can't talk about grace without talking about the giving that God has done. He goes, I talk about giving every week. But we say giving and money be the same thing, right? Giving and money is the same thing. It's because we associate the two together, and that's where people turn off. We got college people that were college students in here. I've got college loans still. You know what, I'm going to start giving when I get my college debt paid off, and I'll take that money and I'll start giving that. 
right? We got people who say, you know, Jeff, you know, you're going to talk about giving, and I'm barely making my rent. At some point, I'm going to share a story, my story, Jenny's story, with you guys on, on where we're at. It's not today. We got mortgages, loans, I got kids. <laughs> so I heard some amens out there. You know, when I got kids, I thought, they're not very expensive, are they? <laughs> uh, how wrong was I? Sorry. <laughs> we got some new babies in this room. You know, so, yeah, it just, it's, it's, it's funny when you think about it. But I love my kids, and, and I, you know, I don't have a problem giving to my kids, taking care of them. And I think that's a biblical principle. God is saying he wants to open your heart again. That's what I believe he's talking about. When he's talking about these passages, God, I think, is saying, he goes, listen, he goes, he goes, listen, church, you have, you've associated giving with finances for so long. He goes, listen, I want to show you a deeper principle. I want you, because as soon as we start talking about money, you start shutting down your life, and I want to stop that. I, what I would want you to do is I want to open your heart again. I want to open your heart up to so much more because I got so much more for you than this. He goes, I, I believe that God absolutely wants to bless each and every one of you. I believe that with all my heart. I believe it. I, I, how do you say that, Pastor? Because I know what he does in my life and what he's done in my family's life. I know what he's done in my friends. I know what he's done in a lot of your lives. But why is it some people get blessed and some people don't? Why does it seem like some people, the floods gates are open, and it's just like, it's like blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing, and it's like, God, I can't take anymore. He goes, I got more blessing for you, and he just keeps on doing it, but other people over there, they're spiritually starving. They're over here going, man, I could, can you throw a blessing this way? Can I get a little bit of what you got? I want to show you how to get a little bit of what they got. That's what I want to show you today. See... I preached on gifts earlier, or not earlier in the year, last year, I guess now. I got to get in that we're in February now. And, uh, but I preached on, on gifts, and I believe that God gives us gifts. He goes, but the problem is that some of the people in here were dams, and we're holding back. We're holding back all the gifts that God's giving us, and we're holding them back, and we're hoarding is what we're doing. We're hoarding, and we're holding all these gifts back, and there's a trinkle falling out the other side. Do you know God didn't want that for us? God doesn't want to make you a reservoir. He wants to make you a river. He wants to make you something where, where he goes and gives you and it flows out of you. That's what his goal is. That's what giving's about. It's about not holding it back. It's about moving it. The key of giving is all about the heart. In Matthew 6.21, it says, Where your treasure is, your heart will be there also. There's people that live and die on the stock market. When the stock market goes up, they are on the top of the world. When it falls, they're dying. People that look at their bank account constantly and they're looking at it and they're like, still $1.98. They're looking at it again or, or they're looking at it and they're looking at it and it goes, man, I've got thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And they're looking at it. And God's saying, listen, I have more for you. I'm not telling you that, that listen, if you've got money in the bank, you're a sinner. Don't hear that. 
But God blesses us that we can bless other people. By the way, it's all God's. When I bring my tithe, I'm not giving God anything. I'm bringing already what was his. My wife and I just got our taxes done. Just got them done. And when we looked at what we gave, I'll be honest with you, we looked at it and we thought, and, and I, we do it every year, and that's the, that's the part. We always look at it and go, man, that's all I gave. I've been around other groups of people and go, I can't believe I gave that much. Well, if that's your heart, don't give it all. Did you just hear a preacher say not to give it all? You did. See, when we give, whether it's of finances, whether it's of love, whether it's of anything, we're supposed to give it joyfully. When we read it in the scripture, it's almost coming giddy. Have you ever put an offering in the thing and you start laughing like, <laughs> yes! That's what God's talking about. That's what his heart he wants you to have. That's the heart he wants for us. See, we say these things like this. We say, Pastor, I'm going to start giving when I find something I can get behind. I'll start giving when, I find, get me, when it's something that I love. God doesn't say that. God says, you start giving and you will love it. It's completely opposite. That's what he does with us. See, God asks, we need to ask God to change our heart. Change our heart. Change how we are. Focus my heart where my treasure is not. It's easy to focus it where it is. But focus it outside of things. That's on it. See, I'm fixing to get tough on you right now. I'm just being honest with you. Some of you guys are struggling in your marriages because you quit giving to it. You say, why isn't my marriage what it's supposed to be? Because you quit investing in it a long time ago. When you got, I do, you stopped. You were willing to, to whine her, to dine her, to tell her how beautiful were yours, love on her parents and everything, and once you put the ring on her finger and married her, you forgot her. See, God says, he goes, if you want to have a good marriage, you want me to give into that, he goes, I need you to invest in it. He says, if you give to your marriage and you invest into it, he goes, I'm going to do things that you've never seen. I'm going to make it something beautiful. He goes, I'm going to make your love overflow. I can honestly say to you this morning, I love my wife more today than I ever have. We've been married 22 years. We invest in it. Pastor, why kids? My kids are terrible. I can't believe them. I can't believe they do that. I can't believe they do this. Why are they so disrespectful? What are you giving them? Are you disrespecting them? See, with the measure, it's measured unto you. With the same measure, it's going to be given unto you. Do you see what I'm getting at? If we, until we start giving the way that God tells us to start giving, we're going to keep on getting what we've been getting. That's where things have to change. You say, God, I want to bless marriage. And you start investing in your marriage. I still go on dates. 
My kids, they, my kids actually say the opposite. You guys are going on a date again. Because they want to go. It's like, no, this is our date. You're the third wheel. I want, I don't, don't hear me wrong in here. I love my kids. But I am honestly looking forward to the time it was before my kids. I'm looking forward. <laughs> I should have said, can I get an amen there? So, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Why? Because my love is like that. Now, do, am I ready to kick my kids to the curb? There's days. But no, I'm not. I'm looking forward to the grandkids that will come one day. They better come in the right order. You guys are picking up what I'm laying down. We've got to start investing in what is right. What about your time? Are you investing your time? See, God wants your time too. He wants to do, see what he does is he's going to change your heart through your time and as you donate your time to his work, he's going to bless other parts of your life because of that. If this church doesn't invest in our community around us, then that's it. We're going to be a dead church with closed doors. But when we show the love within the house, outside the house, and that's where magic happens. God says you start investing in your neighborhood, your destiny, and your friends, you best in the neighborhood, the everything, that's when things are going to start changing. That's what it's about. It's all about that. God wants to refocus your heart. He wants to change your thinking. Some of you are still thinking the church wants my money. God doesn't want your money. Or actually, the church doesn't want your money. God wants your money. Because he knows if he gets your money, he gets your heart. Kind of crazy in how those two things are tied together, aren't they? There's such a bigger principle here. Such a bigger principle. God doesn't need your finances. He never has. He never has. I remember Jesus having someone cast a hook and pulling a fish out and there was money in its mouth. I've yet to do that. You know, God can get it anywhere he needs. If God changes your heart, he's going to change your life, I promise you. See, I believe that God is going to hold back things in your life until you're content with what he's already given you. You say, Pastor, I don't like the house I'm in. I hate the house I'm in. I can't stand it. It, It's drafty. It's this. It's that. And God says, you know what? There's a lot of people don't have houses. There's there's people that are that are cold and are on the street that would love to have just the crumbs that fall from your table, and you don't think you have any. God says, listen. He goes, how can I bless that? He says, when you start getting content with what I gave you, he goes, I'm going to start changing what you're doing. I goes, I'm going to start. He goes, you want a different house? He goes, let me. He goes, why don't you start being content with what I already gave you? Why don't you rejoice in that? He goes, then I will bless you. 
My finances aren't what they're supposed to be, Pastor. That's right. Until you start being faithful with what God told you to do, he'll start taking care of other aspects in your life. I believe that. I believe God is going to hold it back. He's, he wants that dam to break. He wants the flood to come. But it takes obedience. It takes obedience to do that. I believe with all my heart, God wants us to live a blessed life. I've heard of this thing, and it's called lifestyle evangelism. And basically what it means is that you're going to live your life in such a way that, that your lifestyle is going to say that there's something different about you. And I believe that to a point. I believe that we shouldn't look like everybody else when we're out in the world. We should be the most giving people. I've seen these little tracks that look like a $100 bill that people leave as a tip. I'm telling you, that's wrong. And they wonder why they don't want to come to church. Because you just suckered them. You made it look like you gave them money, but you gave them paper. And we got to quit that stuff. We got to quit that stuff. You might be sitting here today and thinking, you says, Pastor, you know, you talk about all this giving. I'm just telling you, I don't have it in my heart. I got a question for you today. Do you know Christ? Is Christ your Savior? Have you trusted Him as your Savior? Because until He comes into your heart to change your heart from the inside, the other stuff ain't ever going to change. That's that first step. There's others here that have been walking with God for a long time. My question to you is, where's your heart? Have you been holding it back? Have you become a reservoir for God's blessing? Maybe we need to break the dam that's in that and start becoming a river for God's blessing. I'm not after your wallet. I'm after your heart. I want your heart to be... And I want your heart to be Christ's heart. Let me get the band to go ahead and come on up here. I want to, I want to change your fundamental thinking. We have this thing called pride that separates us from God. That we're worried about if I come forward and, and I was to trust Jesus as my Savior, people are going to talk. And, and it, that fear stops us, that pride stops us. But the fact of the matter is if we give our heart to Jesus Christ... This church will erupt. It's going to be praise. I don't know where you are. I don't look at anybody's giving statement. I've never looked at anybody's giving statement other than my own. Nor do I can. And just so you guys know, I can't write a check. I don't want to write a check. I don't want my name on anything. Matter of fact, if I was to write a check, they would probably think it's wrong because my wife writes my name every time. They're like, this is not your signature. I'm like, you know what really is? Look. And they're like, that's not the one we have. So it's true. I want your heart. That's what I want. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and stand. If God's speaking to your heart, whether you come forward or not, I'm going to ask you to recommit your heart to Jesus Christ, recommit it to God. And let's just see what God does. Let's see if He if He if He presses it down what we're offering into into our families into our marriages into our work into our life and see and just see what God does with that
Let's do it. Go ahead. You've carried the weight of your secret for way too long Thinking if there's a place called forgiveness, you don't belong Oh, but freedom can never be found behind those walls So let them fall Let them fall Oh, the healing has begun Oh, the healing has begun How long has it been since you felt anything but shame? Child, lift up your eyes Cause mercy remembers your name And those tears you've been holding back Let them fall like rain Cause today's the day Today's the day Oh, the healing has begun Oh The healing has begun Oh The healing has begun Oh The healing has begun Hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah There's a world full of people dying from broken hearts Holding on to the guilt, thinking they fell too far So don't be afraid to show them your beautiful scars They're the proof, you're the proof Oh, healing has begun. Oh, the healing has begun. Oh, the healing has begun. Oh, the healing has.
Oh, the healing has begun.